she's so old. Hey, what you've been through. You've been through a lot, huh, honey? A lot. You know, what would you, I'll give you a rap. Would you rather have a second occurrence of cancer or date Benji? A second occurrence of cancer. Oh, dear. I was rooting for Benji. (laughs) Listen, you know, you know who sounds like you? J.D., and he found a woman to love him, so there's hope. That's you're right. gonna, you're probably going to find a good man, I would bet. There is hope. That's there is what hope. I think. How, how, do you, when you go to the beach, do you wear a bikini or you wear a one-piece? A one-piece. And I one just piece, yeah. sit and put my feet in the water. It's too cold to go now. Where we right. go? I'm just trying to get a, I'm trying to see who I could set you up with. I'd make you the fucking bachelorette, honestly. <laughs> Yeah, I would. would do that. Yeah, of course you would. Oh, could you imagine? Now we're talking diversity. Be the highest rating. I'm going to give you a rose. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> oh, <laughs> rose. <laughs> oh, we're not saying anything bad. Nah, it's okay. we love you. Don't worry about it, Melissa. Hey, you know what? I'm going to set you up with speech impediment, man. You like him? Sure. Let me see <laughs> if you guys hit it off. Let me see if you guys hit it off. I got a, hey, dude, I I'll got a girl for you. I'll take her out. You will take her yeah. out? Hey, go well, ahead, talk to her. you're all the way in Texas, aren't you? No, I'm in California. Oh, well, I'm in Massachusetts, so it's a bit of a problem. Well, I'll fly there. Am I guaranteed sex? I don't know about that. <laughs> I am, you know, I'm not a whore. <laughs> Have you ever gone out with a guy wearing blue tights? No. No wonder you, you got no like girl. You got no say, fucking why is he rap. Putting more roadblocks in his way. Blue tights. Yeah. Why don't you fucking act like a gentleman? I'm trying to set you up on a date, you maniac. Okay. Uh, what would you like to do on our first date? There you go. Maybe dinner? Dinner and movie? What do you like to eat? I'm open to anything. You like Italian food, Mexican food? I like Italian food. Okay. I never had Mexican food. I feel sorry for the waiter who has to take their order on the date. I mean, (laughs) it might be a difficult chore. You maybe yeah. somebody ought to you call like- ahead. Hey, speech impediment man, why are you telling everybody I don't pick up your fucking calls because you're for uh, Trump? That's such bullshit. I don't pick up your calls because well, sometimes I don't have time. And secondly, you're not all that fucking interesting. Well, no. I got a couple emails yeah. saying that you won't pick me up because I like Trump and stuff. Oh, shit. That's not from us. Well,. Yes, they are. I got him from fans. And you know why you're a douchebag? You know why Gary. you're a douche? Oh, you know why you're a douchebag? Because I don't even know you for Trump. Okay, then. I don't why even know. Don't you pick up I mean, on I don't. Me? I don't know any. Because there are. Day, believe it or not, you're not the only guy calling in. My phones are packed. I take a couple of phone calls each show. 
And I don't know. I mean, you know, I, if I get to you, I get to you. Okay, I'm just saying a lot of times I can't even get to the screener. Well, well that that's means not there's my a problem. lot of people on the phone. Well, okay, I understand that. Hey, by the way, Can Melissa, tell you a- Melissa, on our phone uh, is speech impediment Dan. Oh. Who wants to go out with you? Let me let me say hi to him. Yes, your speech impediment, Dan. It's going well. <laughs> Maybe you're more of a gentleman than than speech impediment man. Maybe you would go out with Melissa, and and uh, yeah. she lives in. Do you live in Massachusetts? Yes, yeah, yeah. I'm not too far from Melissa, and I just want to say, I'm very rich. I'm, a, I'm an actual successful stand-up comedian. I'm like speech impediment man, <laughs> and you know, I feel like it's so Wait a you minute. There's like you a... say you're you say you're a successful stand-up comedian, unlike speech impediment man. Yeah, like. Listen, I'm like the Jerry Seinfeld of speech and scheduling. I've on the road with Shuli. Um, <laughs> Melissa, it seems like I'm all of a sudden you're... Uh, Melissa, everybody wants you. <laughs> hey, Melissa's you know? a hot item. I Melissa, I would treat you right. I, I, I would never oh, take you for granted. And I would love you very, very uh, much. Can't even hang up on him. There you go. I'm trying I'm to hang up on him. Like I love it when they talk over each other, and then I can't distinguish one word. I'm hitting drop, and I, I can't even drop any of them. It's, okay, there he goes. <laughs> he left. Speech impediment, Dan. Well, guess what? Now, now, I, now I lost control of all the phones. All right. Anyway, listen, <laughs> Melissa, I hope you feel better. Thank you for calling and thank you for being a fan. And, yes, and I hope thank you're, you. And I hope your health uh, uh, continues to improve. And uh, we're sending you a lot of love. Okay. Okay. Peace and love. Peace and later. love. Later. 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 Okay. Yeah, I, something happened with the phones where huh. they they freaked out, but. Maybe they anyway. couldn't understand anything either. <laughs> I think the phone was like, this is not what I was invented for. <laughs> was, I like speech impediment Dan. Uh, he's a successful stand-up comic. Yeah, unlike. Yeah. I mm-hmm. love uh, speech impediment Dan using unlike. <laughs> but Life is uh, tough, man. You see, young woman, oh. 43. Look what she's going through. Not fair. Just not, it's just not right. Crazy. What did she, what did she do wrong? All right, let me take a break. And when we come back, maybe, hmm, geez, I got so much stuff to do here. I haven't gotten to any of it. I've got an update on underdog. I got the fan mail. I've got um, the guys who want to clean out the computer. There's a whole bunch mm-hmm. of that to do. We have um, a recent Stern show mentions in the media. I mean, one thing after another. So I'm I'm going to try and whittle away this tremendous amount of material I've compiled for this show today right after this. 
If the heavens ever did speak, she's the last true mouthpiece. Every Sunday's getting more bleak, fresh poison. That's your boyfriend, Hosier. I know, I'm listening to the words. I think he's singing about me. Yeah. A big dick energy. He has big dick energy, Robin, you saying? <laughs> I love dick. <laughs> big dick energy. Yes. Fuck me. <laughs> Easy, Robin. Fuck me. <laughs> Listen, uh, I know you're excited about Hosier, but you're embarrassing yourself. <laughs> Have the finger put up your bum. Right. Meanwhile, where is this guy? Right. I saw him on Ellen. I guess it was a rerun. No, maybe it was during COVID because he wasn't in the studio. Hmm. So he has right. some more songs, but, you know, they never were as big as this. Right. By the way, the fans have uh, spoken... All of them were sickened by the Water of Life convention. On Monday's uh. show, we discussed an event where some of the guys attended Water of Life convention where people celebrate drinking their own urine. And the audience was sickened by the segment, as I said they would be. I warned you up front. I'm totally disgusted by this discussion about people drinking their own urine. I have listened to this show. I have listened to this show for many years, and this is the first time I've actually gagged. Well, that's insulting to us. We've yes, played because we've done a lot of disgusting things. Yeah. The <laughs> the black pea did me in to the point where I had to tune out. He's referring, of course, to the woman who drank two-year-old piss that was very, very black. Thanks for making me pull over on I-84 in Hartford to vomit. I know that road well. I used to live in Hartford, by the way. Big shout out. Uh, those urine drinkers are the vilest people on earth. I thought nothing could top Fist Fest. Yeah, but oh my, I was wrong. I, I agree. Fist Fest was disgusting, but this might have been worse. No, I think Fist Fest was still worse. When the guy's ass meat fell out of his ass, that was yes, pretty bad. Yeah, the, blo the blooming whatever they call that. We did get some positives. I loved every second, signed Chuck Berry. Chuck Berry liked it. <laughs> Uh, water of life made me dry heave several times and I had to hold off on breakfast. We ruined this guy's breakfast. Hearing that woman describe her aged urine as Coca-Cola like color was revolting. I will yeah. never yeah, drink soda God. again. <laughs> will never Coke drink took a beating that day. I will never drink soda again. It says here. <laughs> By the way, on the positive note, you should know that Gary, who has disgusting big toes, his, his, he's got a nail fungus on his feet. He is now starting to pee on his own feet to cure his toe really? fungus. He, he, he did it for the first time, uh, I believe, last night. So there you go. How'd that go, Gary? I did it this morning, second day in a row. Um, it's not as easy as it sounds, you know, because I'm sticking my foot up, but I'm trying to pee, and sometimes I'm missing, and, but I, I'm hitting it enough. That, um, that, you know, I think it's going to do something. But, I mean, some people would suggest, like Robin suggested, that maybe I pee in a cup and soak my toe in it. And I don't think I'm going to do that. Right. But I took a picture. And if it, work, if it works, it'll be amazing. And your I wife. I don't think anything could save those toes. Did you see? I know. It's horrible. And your, and your wife said that she is upset that you're peeing in the shower. Well, she said, she said, are you going to clean up? And I'm like, well, what does that mean? I mean, we all pee in the shower. I never clean up. I don't. Before, but to, to make her feel better, you know what? I'm doing it. I have to be honest with you. I'm going in the shower and I'm doing it before I even turn the water on. Oh, because you know, I want to, because I really want to hit it. 
So oh. then afterwards, I take a little shampoo and I put it on the bottom of my foot and I wipe it on the floor of the shower. That's my version of cleaning up. You have Gary, the, you can have a steam cleaner steam the place. Gary's like I don't an have animal. A steam cleaner. He rubs. He cleans with his feet. He's like I know. He puts the 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 the, <laughs> the soap <laughs> on his feet and then he cleans. Yeah. Crazy things <laughs> going on over there. Uh, a lot of listeners thought that these people who go to these urine conventions were the reason behind COVID-19. Those idiots at the Water of Life Pee Convention are the reason viruses like COVID keep spreading. It's dopey pieces of shit like that who are causing all the health problems in the world. The king of pee had me livid. And finally, a piss convention and fist fest. Two very good reasons why COVID-19 is a problem today. Well, you know, I mean, there's some truth. I didn't truth. hear anybody blame uh, the waters of life for a COVID outbreak. When I was in dance class during college, the upperclassmen would have water bottles full of their morning pee. They would soak clothes in it and wrap them around their knees. I could never bring myself to do it, but they swore it helped with swelling. Yuck. Yes. Oh. Uh, a lot of people came down on me for my opinion about Gary's dinner party. I mean, we've told that story a million times. I uh, I just thought it went on and on and on and was way too long. I think I'd rather get COVID-19 than eat a meal with Howard Stern. It sounds like an anxiety-ridden, horrible experience. Well, listen, pal, uh, nobody uh, says we have to go to dinner together. Don't worry about it. Gary, next time you have a dinner party, just offer Howard takeout service. It will make him happy, and things will be a lot easier for you and your wife. Now, I believe me, I was a way more pleasant guest than people are describing, but uh, when I wanted to leave, I left. That's it. That's Howard, it. all they did was describe what you did. On Monday, we played another underdog. Well, the, the description's a little harsh. I was uh, <laughs> there, and I was pleasant, and then I left when it was appropriate. On Monday, we played another underdog update from Shuli. Listeners want more underdog. I can never get enough underdog. I feel for the woman. The simplest task seems incredibly difficult for her, but her struggles are our gain. More underdog. I do have more underdog, not from our show. That's but... great. I love underdog. Well, there was a radio show, and I want to give the guy credit because he did very uh, did a very good job of bringing out the best in underdog. See if I can find it. Here it is. Um, a radio show. Yeah, the radio show invited her on as a guest. This is uh, called The Will Keenan Show. There it is. It airs on WCFA 101.5 in Cape May, New Jersey. This was taped before quarantine. Hmm. WCFA is a non-commercial, low-power FM community station. Suzanne sounded uh, somewhat overmodulated in this. I apologize for the quality, but we're dealing with a community uh, radio station, whatever the fuck that is. But it was quite a fascinating interview with her. I think uh, you might enjoy some of this because we all love this. we all love underdog. Anytime she speaks publicly, we want to be there. Uh, the interview started with Suzanne claiming she was supposed to meet the creator of the underdog cartoon several times, but he chickened out. Listen to this. There were two times that I thought I was going to meet Underdog's creator, Joe Harris. But but each time he chickened out at the last minute and and he he died several years ago. He died several years ago, but how can you just call out someone on live radio and say they chickened out? What do you mean? Like... I mean, I was told there was an event at which he would be uh, and which I was scheduled to do Underdog and then I would meet him. But then, but then he, but he chickened out. He didn't come. 
<laughs> that's the height of narcissism. She thinks he chickened out because she was going to be there and he didn't want to meet her. Right. It was it's about all her. her fault. Yep. I read in the paper he ran in front of a bus to avoid her. That's what it was. <laughs> so then Suzanne goes on to say she doesn't just dress up as underdog. She performs as several characters. And right now she's focusing on Catwoman this year because... Hmm. The character Catwoman has a big anniversary. Here's Suzanne to explain. I'm focusing on Catwoman now because it's a milestone anniversary for her. And what is that? Mm -hmm. Um, She originated in comic books in the spring of 1940. Wow. This year she's 80 years old. Mm. So what made you decide to concentrate on Catwoman? Because I learned that this year she's 80 years old. Um, I'm sure a great many listeners might have, might have been aware sometime in their lives. Anniversaries that are multiples of five or ten are considered much more important. <laughs> Did no, you know my, that? <laughs> I'm watching your face as uh, she's talking. <laughs> It's like you really are concentrating on her. I'm trying to to figure out anything about her, everything about her. She loves anniversaries. Well, of the five and ten variety, well, they're very important. Well, that is true. It does seem like they make a bigger deal about these uh, five and ten variety anniversaries. <laughs> I'm picturing her in the Catwoman costume. That skin-tight leather outfit must be fantastic. Well, I was thinking that now that um, Wonder Woman is 80, maybe Suzanne can pull her off. (laughs) I would give anything to see her as Wonder Woman. That skimpy outfit. She's not going to make a skimpy outfit. You think Suzanne would wear the real Wonder Woman costume? I do. I think she's committed to it, yes. (laughs) Suzanne was drawn to Catwoman because Catwoman likes cats. What was it about Catwoman that inspired you, like underdog? Um, well, well, she was a criminal. I really didn't care for that. But, uh, um, she loved cats. She, Um, she dressed, uh, in a cat-like costume. Uh, She would purr a lot. She, uh, she had some domestic cats. She also had big cats. Mm. Um, how does Catwoman purr? Mm. What does it sound like? Um, she can't really purr effectively unless uh, unless she rolls her arrs. Mm. <laughs> mm, she's really thought yeah. this through. Yeah. She's an awesome guest, though, isn't she? Amazing. Yeah. She won't appear with me, so we have to live through other radio shows. Unfortunately, Thank God she talks to somebody. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, she burned the bridge with us, or I burned that bridge with her. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. So we'll never have this kind of stuff live on our show. Shuli is our closest connection. Hey, Shuli, by the way, this guy is doing a pretty good interview with her, I just want to say. Uh, Shuli is um, on the phone with Underdog. How many times a week do you call Underdog? Well, I, I usually call her twice a week, but, you know, now she has my cell number. Because we're not in the office, and <laughs> yeah, it's a bit of a problem, you know. It's, it's Is like, it does she really? call you a lot? Yeah, yeah, she does for like these mindless anniversaries. 
Uh, she's asking me to make sure I talk to my kids about the Easter Bunny and Santa. You know, I don't lie to them. It's random. I saving their teeth when they fall out like crazy. She wants you to save their teeth. Yeah, she's saying, you know, save them so one day they can, you know, bring it to school and show and tell, like we all did as kids. You remember? <laughs> and when, yeah. And does she call? And does she call because, um, like, this is some trauma that happened to her? She wishes she had her baby teeth, and her mother threw them away. It's not so much about that. It's more about being honest with your children and not lying to them. You're an, you're an adult. You're in a position of power. You can't tell people, you can't tell kids to be honest and then lie to them about the so Easter Bunny. That's her if I, Oh, I see. So if I tell my kid there's a tooth fairy, I'm being a dickhead. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're being her parents. I see. She's angry yeah. with her parents because they said there was a tooth fairy and there was Santa and there was no Santa. And then when she, when her brother, I think her little brother was like five, she basically told him there's no Santa. And of course, Jeff the drunk calling. Sorry. Oh, um, yeah. The worst. But yeah, and she got in trouble for that and she never understood. She's like, well, you're lying and, and I'm getting in trouble for telling the truth. What do you think happens? Like Jeff the drunk hears you on the air with me and then he just starts ringing your phone to show everyone that he can get through to you. I don't even think it's that. I just think it right now that call is about him not being able to get through. I guarantee right. you. And, yeah. and what the fuck, man? Is yeah. this some conspiracy? <laughs> So you mean in his mind, he hears you on the air and then he rings your phone. Yeah, he's not even oh. the worst. The worst is high pitch. High pitch, when I'm on the air, when I would be in studio with you, I would always put my phone on vibrate because he would text me whatever we were talking about, which is on delay. He would send me his text response to it. So it's, <laughs> it's like three minutes behind or whatever. And I don't know. And I don't, I'm not going to sit here in the studio and read text messages from him. Do you ever, when you're talking to underdog and she starts in with you about like, you shouldn't lie to your kids and you know, and you're like, oh, this is so stupid. But then does she get in your head? And then like, now you think you shouldn't tell your kids that about Santa or the Easter bunny? No, no, I, I don't, I, I'm not that <laughs> you don't deep listen into, to, right. yeah, I don't let them make my life decisions for me just yet, just yet. Hey, you might be interested in this. Suzanne created a storyline in which Catwoman is paroled for good behavior. Uh, Here, listen to this. I, I imagine that uh, because this year she's 80 years old, she's been paroled on the condition that she perform humane acts of goodwill. Wait a minute, hold on, hold on. on. You oh. say Catwoman has been paroled. And well, well, you have heard of uh, uh, prisoners being parole for good behavior or yeah. they apply for parole because they they claim they've learned their lesson and yes. they and they and they want to start new so so is that official like was catwoman in one of the you know comic books or something no like that's parole? just my version mm. <laughs> you know when you do the impression of her you've got to get down that whole like she'll take a word like parole and she'll go paroled like she she chooses certain words to really say louder than other words yeah, the, the, the voice level changes and then there's some words that she'll, that she'll kind of drop her voice level too, where she'll say, you know, um, I, I was, I was told the other day that I, that I was in the wrong facility. Yeah. And it goes down <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. And what about when she, like, she'll say paroled? Yeah. 
And then the fact that they were paroled. You know that really some people are paroled. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever I bring up your name, she's always like, I always go, you know, he's everybody's changed, Suzanne. People change over the years. She goes, I I I understand, but he, he's not to be trusted. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, in a way, I kind of it's like my badge of honor that she won't do the show. I think if she said tomorrow she wanted to do the show, I wouldn't even want to run. I like better. I like it better that she's afraid of me and hates me. It's, it makes it better that we're almost coercing her to do these things. Right. I like it. I like that. I like that. Like you just like get on the phone with her and you mention my name and she just starts to like get crazy. <laughs> I, I have some good audio for you coming up because her, her big thing lately the well I, I would say the last two years is is vlad the impaler dracula right yeah she she feels that um the real and true story isn't out there nobody's telling it so oh. i convinced her to record with her the her story of dracula the the, the way she thinks it should be heard and right before we sat down to record part one, by the way, which was 55 minutes, Howard. So <laughs> this, is, this is hell on earth. But part one, uh, she, she, um, oh shit, I just lost my train of thought. I'm so sorry. But, uh, well, I'm going to tell you something about well, too much weed, surely. That's gonna <laughs> no, that. not yeah. enough. This sober in the morning's killing. No, but me. you're right about Dracula because the host of this radio show tried to do a Dracula impression, and Suzanne did not like it one bit. Like she was really fucking bummed out. Listen to this. And Dracula. The, wait, hold on. Dracula. Uh, sorry, that is not how Dracula sounded. That's okay. how actor Bella Lugosi sounded. Okay, fine. So, so how do you think the uh, original Vlad the Impaler would sound if you talked like Leo? Like, like you're like, no, he wouldn't talk. He wouldn't talk anything like Bella Lugosi did. You okay, just go I'm to your sorry. go to your average um, uh, Romanian citizen. He okay. would talk like that. Okay. All right. Fine. Okay. So, do, do you mind hanging out with us for a little while longer, and and we'll talk some more? Um, I want to talk more, but. Draco is more appropriate at other times of the year. I'm, okay. I'm here to, I'm here to sell Catwoman. Selling Catwoman. Like, like you would think she worked for DC Comics. She's selling Catwoman. I mean, she doesn't get paid for any of this. Yeah. You'd think I, there was a movie about Catwoman right. that she was promoting. Yeah. I'm here selling Catwoman. <laughs> How she's yeah, selling what, Catwoman. What yeah. I wanted to tell you, Howard, is right before we start recording, we're prepared, we're everything set up. And I, and she says, uh, you know, where will this air? And I said, it's going to air. On Sirius on Howard's channels, and right away she just goes <laughs> and just starts freaking out. <laughs> she and knows I go, you work for Howard. Well, I, yeah. And I say to her in the discussion, I go, Suzanne, you know I work. You know I've been working here for years. You know we talk, we converse, we record our conversation. I know, I know, but I don't want people to think I'm back on his show. <laughs> just, <laughs> well, what does she think you are? A social worker that calls her? I mean. Uh, she, I don't, she thinks she thinks I'm an, an, a legitimate news reporter. That's assigned <laughs> to her. <laughs> oh, oh, you'll like this. So this guy has her on the show, and he's you know he evidently has a show where he has all the time in the world on this public channel or whatever it is. Eventually, the conversation turned to Howard Stern, and as usual, Underdog did not have good things to say. <laughs> I got really, I, I got a lot of bad press that day. He, he came 
uh, and desecrated my life five years before I was on Odd Pill. Who, Howard Stern did? <laughs> she, she, she looks away and she's like, I can't even speak his name. Okay, that's fine. We don't have to talk about that. He and his stooges yeah. contacted me yeah. to be on his uh, then uh, Saturday yeah. night TV show, and they didn't give me the chance to do my homework first. Right. So I got so to, you, you didn't I know was what, ostracized. You didn't know what you were getting into. No, I yeah. didn't. He will mm. pay when he has to answer to God. <laughs> she was ostracized. Yeah, she was ostracized. By him and by his stooges. <laughs> I th I think what she's referring to is that when she went out on the street after that, uh, the community turned on her. I'm hoping that that's what she's saying. Or maybe she's misusing the word ostracized and saying I that she was... I think it's a misuse of the word. Yeah. Meanwhile, hey, she came on my show. Guess who ends up being her best friend in life? Shuli. She calls him all the time. And Shuli's one of my henchmen. His stooges. Shuli is one of my top stooges. <laughs> <laughs> How long are you working for me, Shirley? Uh, 15 years. 15 years. Tell everyone how I don't want you looking me in the eye. Yeah, it, it's known. I've, I've been beaten for it. Uh, I've, been, I've been threatened. Everybody knows. Shirley's writing a book right now. I beat him with a belt every day. Deserves it. <laughs> Believe me, he needs you, it. Uh, the next time you talk to Susan, <laughs> tell her uh, that it's Shuley Howard Stooge yeah. <laughs> on the phone. You say, yeah, from now on, say, hi, it's Shuley Howard Stern Stooge. <laughs> every, every phone call start with... <laughs> <laughs> this is pretty good. Um, Suzanne Underdog listed the top sins that Howard Stern has committed. What are the uh, the top five sins you think Howard Stern has committed in his life? Um, uh, abuse of freedom of speech in the press. Um, um, exploiting other people uh, unaware. Exploiting innocence, let's, let's put it that way. Okay, that's two. Um, getting away with deeds of real supervillainry. Can you be more specific about that one, or do you want to go to number cool. four and five? What? Uh, is there any more uh, cardinal sins you think Howard Stern has committed in his life and career? Um, uh, Blatant flatulence. Yes. Indecency. Sometimes he, on the television show, he, he dressed uh, immodestly. In fact, uh, I, oh, really? when, when, he wrote, when he wrote the book Private Parts, I never bought a copy, but uh, I saw a copy in the front window of a bookstore. He was holding up a blanket to yeah. himself to cover his side, but yeah. only his right side yeah. was covered. His whole left side was bare, even, even his hips. Yeah, I think I saw that one. That too. is pretty gross. I got to go along with that. Meanwhile, yeah, well, she studied that thing like there's a film. I was going to say, she didn't just pass it at a bookstore to get yeah. that kind of detail. Let me tell you something. I think she was licking her chops over that <laughs> magnificent body of mine. I look like a young Brad. Uh, yeah, so. Oh, and then um, you'll like this, too. Suzanne on the radio gave a shout out to her friend in Latin. In Latin. Oh. Mm, right? That's a big thing, surely, with her. Yeah, and this is a cool move because nobody knows what the hell she's saying. <laughs> it's like Klingon. You know Tommy. Yes, I remember Tom. So did you hear that notification on my phone? He just texted. He might, he might be listening in. He said, uh, 
tell her I say hello. He's been listening, he says. <laughs> oh. hello, hello, Tom, so much. Uh, Ago tibi gratias sangularis. <laughs> that, that means uh, I give you very special thanks in Latin. What? In Latin. Agasabic David Silas. You know, uh, I, was oh, thinking, I was thinking about her life. Speaking Latin is almost as useful as knowing the underdog comic TV show. I mean, I'm not sure which is more of a waste of time. And she majored you know, in it. In, in meanwhile, meanwhile, she'd make a fortune on Cameo just doing Latin, you know, Latin messages. Oh, yeah. Hi, this is a Suzanne Underdog <laughs> and Uma Singularis. What is it? And she ended it with singularis. Singularis. Hello, Jim. I understand it's your birthday. I just wanted to say ad astra perasperara. Carpe vinium. Leche dulce pubinium. Yeah, I love her. She might, you know, Do you she's not better. She's, she's not better than Eric the actor, but she's pretty up there, man, with my favorites. Yeah, well, she won't call us. That's why she's not up there with Eric the right. actor. Right. But do you think she's a virgin? Hundred percent. Yes. Uh, yeah, hundred percent, without a doubt. Do you think she wouldn't that let me close bothers? the deal? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you think that bothers her or, or is she yeah like i think it does uh, i think she would like herself for marriage or what i is think she going would on i there? think she would like romantic love i do i do think yeah. so i think she's I, been in love she has what she oh yeah she's been in love she she talks about these it's actually two two dudes they both were um uh behind this uh dracula fascination uh, that she right. has. She feels that they're the foremost experts of Dracula. So she puts together this interpretive one woman dance show about Vlad the Impaler and she invites these two guys and it's a huge deal for them. And she like is for real in love with these guys and neither of them show up. And uh, she was crushed from that. Crushed. You want to hear any more of this? This is kind of interesting. The host asked what trait Suzanne dislikes most in herself. Oh, that's uh, that. I'd like to see that. What is the trait in yourself you most dislike? Um, um, uh, uh, uh yelping or uh, or 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 uh, too too readily when when I get startled by something. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's the whole. Yeah. When she can't get the seatbelt on. But, you know, that's not looking very deeply at your, you know, your shortcomings. Well, come <laughs> the on. yelping isn't the problem. Don't be too critical, Robin, over there. <laughs> it's perfect. Uh, all right, listen. <laughs> Suzanne closed the interview with a very important message about green eggs and ham. Let's listen in. Uh, Any yeah. of you who have young children who are familiar with or are, or, or are just learning uh, the, Dr. Seuss's story, Green Eggs and Ham. Um, there are two occasions in March for which 
green eggs at breakfast would be appropriate. One is March 2nd because that's Dr. <laughs> Seuss's birthday, and the other is the 17th for St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. The best Ooh. way to get green eggs for part of your breakfast on those days <laughs> is to mix green food color into scrambled eggs Ooh. prior to cooking. There it is. That's all and I she got. She sounds like... A scientist at this point. Yeah. Nobody else would figure out how to get the eggs to be green. Well, kudos to the Will Keenan Show on WCFA 101.5 in Cape May, New Jersey. Well, job well done drawing out the true Suzanne underdog. Yes. And uh, getting it all on tape for us. One of Why these is days it? we yeah. have to do, you know what would be a great movie? The Susan Muldowney story. Yeah, well, listen. Starring Shuley. Uh, <laughs> Why is it okay to promote green eggs and ham, but not Santa Claus? Aren't they both made up? I, I guess you're not lying to your kids then if you tell them. I, you know, I, I don't know the logic there. Oh, there. while I got you here, Shuley, since he was dying to get through to you, here's Jeff the Drunk, your friend. Ooh. Jeff, why do you, you know Shuley's on the air. Why do you start calling him immediately? He's not going to pick up. I was calling to prove a fucking point. What is the point? Whenever I fucking call this fucking guy, it goes right to fucking voicemail. I can't even leave a message. What the fuck's up with that? Who's he, ta Who's he talking about? Well, I don't understand. It goes to voicemail and you can't leave a message? Is the voicemail full? It says voicemail is all filled up. Yeah, yeah. you can't even leave a fucking message. Yeah, but, but I mean, Jeff, does Shuli work for you? This has been for yeah, but, months. But Jeff, Shuli doesn't like Shuli. Yeah, but I can Shuley. never leave a message. But Shuli doesn't work for you. I mean, it's it's like it's like that's Shuli's private number. He's not, you know, he's not on standby for you. I mean, even you better, a, Howard. Howard, ask no, him what you can't he wanted leave to leave a message. message about. I'm just saying, even if I wanted to leave a message, I can't. Yeah, but Jeff, Shuli's voicemail is probably full from you calling every fucking five no, minutes. No, it's not from me. Of course it is. No, it's is it... not. It's from Eric. Look, uh, let me ask uh, you this. Shuli makes a good point. Already. Jeff, what, what is it you need? It's By the way, I'm looking at his phone right now on Zoom. It's not full at all. It's right there. It, 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 it's, it, it, it's, it's Howard. I'm it's not full. lying, motherfucker. It's, it's full of voicemails, but here's the order of voicemails I have. In order. Underdog. Underdog. Gary the Conqueror. Underdog. Underdog. Tan Mom. Sour Shoes. Underdog. High Register Sean. These are all voicemails that I have yet to even get to. Over the last 24 <laughs> hours, these voicemails have dropped. <laughs> yeah. And, what and what's so important that you had to... What are you so upset about that you needed to tell me? He hung up. Of course. He he's did? a baby. He's a baby. God, all he does is complain. I tell you, there's times I've been, I've, I would be in the store grocery shopping, getting food, and, and he's calling me, and I'm like, I feel bad. I'll pick it up. Hello? What's going on? <laughs> what are you up to? I'm like, I got, I got my kids with me. I got groceries. Right. I go, I can't <laughs> talk right now. Oh, it's you don't room. have time. You don't have time. Whatever, dude. Just complaining again. My bad. It's so boring. Just complaining again. Shut. Please make it end. Uh, he used to come on the show and get really drunk. Nice. Now he just bitches that he's not on enough. Exactly. 
good. Jeff's complaining again. He ain't none, me, dude. What's up with that, bitch? Oh, he's back. Jeff, honestly, what is it that yeah, was so... what's the fight? Everything what? I do. Oh, you're wrong. You're wrong. I'm fucking not wrong. You are I'm wrong. I'm fucking fucked up, motherfucker. You are wrong. You're wrong. No, you're wrong, motherfucker. Why, you're okay. wrong. Why did you call Shuli? What did you have to tell Shuli that was so important that while I was talking to him? Uh, no, just to make a point. What was the, the point? The only reason why I called was to make a point. What is the point? I can't leave a message. That's what the problem was. But, but, but what did you want to leave a message about? The fact that I couldn't leave a message. That's you, your, wait a second. That was you, my whole point of calling. Jeff, you wanted to call Shuli and leave a message that you can't leave a message. It's like That's moron it. inception. Exactly. But why would you waste his time with that? Because, In other words, no, because this way. But originally um, you called him. Originally you called him. Originally, you make it a call on fucking why he's talking to you directly. That way I can talk to him. Originally, I can't talk to him. Originally, Jeff, Jeff, originally. You understand that, motherfucker? Well, what did you, Jeff, what did you originally call him about when you couldn't leave a message? I don't fucking know. That was months ago. Yeah, okay. we meant just now. You, you, you're upset that you can't get through to him because you can't leave a message. What was the message? It can't be that, that you couldn't I can't leave a message. Leave a message. <laughs> All right, that well. was the fucking message. <laughs> no, that originally. I can't leave a fucking message. No, my you point fucking is, got that? No, but you're not understanding. Fuck, there was a point that you called him no, to leave a message. No, you're not understanding. There was a point he but called. You're not understanding. There's a point you <laughs> called him to leave a message. What did you leave a message about? In other words, before you wanted to leave a message about not leaving a message. <laughs> what was the last I message called, you wanted to leave? Right. Yeah, was the fact that he's wrong and I'm right. Okay. That's the whole point. Okay, good. All right, listen to me. Okay, you have a great weekend. Yeah, and, and you know you're an entitled baby. You can't hey, expect... Howard. Yeah. Did you get the picture of my urinal? I have a no. nightlight in it. All right. Thank you. Ooh, that's something I actually would like. And that, that's the <laughs> like, message, most likely. That, that was yeah. the important message. I got my urinal. You would like a nightlight night in your urinal. <laughs> I would like a nightlight in my urinal. I'd like to see what's happening. <laughs> All right. Well, let me take a break. We'll come back. Maybe I'll pile the guys in here. There's a whole bunch of stuff we can get to. But also, there was, you know, there's a couple of things going on that I wanted to get to. I, I do want to mention this, and I think that this is something that's wrong with Twitter. You know, Herman Cain is a guy who, if you don't know who Herman Cain was, he was a guy who was, uh, he's, he's pro-Trump. Uh, he's a Republican. He ran for president as a Republican. He is um, against Trump a few years ago. Yeah. 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 But for some, but somehow he, you know, became, um, a big pro-Trump guy. And he went to the the Trump rally where no one wore a mask. He ended up getting COVID-19 and dying. The reason I'm bringing this up is his Twitter feed is still up and he's still he's tweeting. Posting? <laughs> he's posting on a regular basis. And, you know, 
That seems wrong to me. Yeah, but my my point is, obviously, it shows that he didn't run his own Twitter account. Right. And they don't know he's dead. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's obviously not him Twittering, but uh, they did change the name of it to the Herman Cain gang or Herman Cain Uh, group or whatever it is. But, uh, you know, Herman Cain is up in heaven. And if he did get COVID at the Trump rally because nobody was wearing masks, including himself, I wonder if he really still is for Trump. You know, I mean, has he changed his mind at all? Yeah, I mean, they're they're still tweeting like he is basically for Trump. I just don't know that that's, that's right. That's what I'm saying. They don't know where he stands now. Right. So his name should not be associated with it. Yeah. And the good thing about death is you're done with all the earthly squabbles. Once you die, yeah. you don't care about who's president. You he don't won't care if be it's voting. Trump. <laughs> right. I think They're acting like you'll still be voting. <laughs> right? And you don't care who wins this election when you're dead. Do you uh, want to speak to him? Is he able to talk to us? Yes, he's on the phone from heaven. Herman Cain, Herman Cain, um, who died of COVID after attempting to attend a Trump rally in Tulsa where nobody wore masks. He didn't attempt. He attended. Are you there, Herman Cain? Hello, Howard. And hello, Ophelia. It's (laughs) Herman Cain from my very hot penthouse in the sky. Well, I don't want to take up a lot of your time, but we just wanted to know, do you have oh, any regrets? I have nothing but time. Do you have, have a lot of time, Howard. You have a lot of time. That's the one thing I got nowhere to go. <laughs> By the way, your Twitter account is still up and working. I just want you to know that. You're still tweeting. Um, well, people still want to hear what I have to say. Do you... Well, I want to hear what you have to say. Do you have any regrets about attending that Trump rally in Tulsa where no one was social distancing? Well, Howard, I'm social distancing now from six feet under. (laughs) (laughs) You're always maintaining six feet now. And I guess the only social distance. So you're you're still all in for Trump, right? No hard feelings about holding a rally that probably killed you. I didn't get COVID from the rally. That's nonsense. That is fake news. I got it from a pizza Jimmy Fallon sent me. <laughs> oh, really? Yes. I remember the toppings were pepperoni, mushrooms, and COVID. Of course I got COVID from going to that Trump rally, you dumbass. <laughs> well, well, at least you can still laugh. You know, you got a good sense of humor. I'll tell you that. Oh, come on, Howard. These things happen. You know, Trump may have killed me, but what about Hillary's emails and the PP dossier? I mean, come on, Howard. What is going on there? Did you so, even watch the DNC convention last night? No. Well, let me tell you, I will give you a highlight. Black Lives Matter, particularly Ophelia. Mm. <laughs> Don't protest against my affection, Ophelia. Put on your stilettos and march for peace across my back. You always, 
You always had it for Robin. That's true. I know. I, I, I you oh, got a special. I, Howard, I heard Ophelia say on your show that she's only playing a character on your show. Right. Well, let me tell you, Ophelia, I'm only playing a horny man hopelessly infatuated with you, you Nubian princess. 